Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. <clears throat> well, good morning. Good morning. Um, my name is Joe Ed Holt. I am going to be doing the, uh, the Goonies as part of week eight of our Summer at the Movie series. Um, the Goonies has always been a really favorite movie of mine because every time I see people, they say, oh my gosh, you look exactly like that guy from the Goonies. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's me. <laughs> funny story my wife when I first asked her out how many years ago she looked at my Facebook profile and she saw my picture and she said he looks like sloth from the Goonies but she still married me so whatever that means um the Goonies uh, came out in 1985 um I was 15 years old and it was a um it was a film that really spoke to me because of the um the way it presents these kids as being outsiders and when I was 15, I was, you know, I was that awkward teenager who didn't really know where he connected, didn't know where he fit in, and um, this movie kind of helped me in that sense. But um, now the movie came out. It's about these group of kids that live in Astoria, Oregon. They live in a part of town called the Goondocks, why they're called the Goonies. Um, the Goondocks is kind of a uh, lower middle class slash maybe upper line poverty kind of area. Uh, the kids don't have a lot of money. Their parents don't have a lot of money. And in fact, um, let me backtrack and just say that I watched The Goonies a lot. But after I watched it this, uh, this last two or three times and started thinking about some things, I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. Um, the Goondocks are being foreclosed on by a country club. Now, does the whole Goondocks have one mortgage? Um, how does that work that an entire area of town gets foreclosed on by a country club? Um, but I guess you just have to go with it and believe that. But um, the Goonies are a group of guys that are different. They are not part of normal society as a whole. And because of that, they come together as a group. Um, they are, uh, Kihai Kwan plays Data. Data is the Asian kid in a, what is apparently a strictly Caucasian neighborhood. Um, and, you know, stereotypical Asian kid. He likes to play with gadgets and stuff like that. Then you have Mouth, um, played by Corey Feldman before he became weird. Um, Corey Feldman plays Mouth, who is this uh, punk um, Wise talking guy. Um, you have um, jo uh, Mikey, played by Seth um, Sean Aston, who is kind of the leader of the Goonies, um, but he's asthmatic. He's, you know, I'm a pharmacist, and I see how many times this kid takes a puff on that inhaler, and I'm like, he really needs to go see a doctor because um, <laughs> he he takes a lot of puffs off that inhaler. Um, there's a uh, Brand who uh, is really Brandon, and the family's name is Walsh, so he's Brandon Walsh. 
not to be confused with 90210 Brandon Walsh, but um, apparently, um, now I grew up in the 80s, and I don't remember this being a fashion thing, but apparently Brand wears a sweatsuit with jogging shorts over it. Um, I don't remember that, but um, this, these are the Goonies. And they are, like I said, fixing to be foreclosed on by a country club. And so their very last day that they are together, they're trying to come up with ways that they can save their neighborhood. So they go upstairs to, their da to Mikey's dad's attic. Apparently he's a curator of a museum and they find a map in this scene. I forgot to mention Chunk. Um, Chunk uh, was played by a guy named Jeff Cohen, who now is a very muscular, thin entertainment lawyer in Los Angeles. But Chunk is, is really, even in the Goonies, he's an outcast because they even make fun of him. Um, and it, he's, he's, he's drawn so stereotypically um, mean that at the end of the movie, end of the movie, when they are coming off from the beach, nobody knows what's happened to them. Nobody knows if they're dead or alive. Parents are worried crazy about them. The parents show up at the beach with a pizza. They didn't know if he was going to be dead or alive, but they stopped by Domino's to get their chunky little kid a pizza. So, but um, the thing about the Goonies that always attracted me was the fact that they were outcasts, that they were different. They were not part of a normal society. They were, they were looked down upon by the um, upper crust of the area. And I have to ask myself sometimes, I say, you know, what if, if Jesus had came to Astoria, Oregon, where would Jesus have hung out with? Would Jesus have hung out with the country club crowd? Or would Jesus be hanging out with the Goonies? And i got to believe that Jesus would have been hanging out with the Goonies. Because when you, read Jesus, the, when you read the Gospels, Jesus was with people that were broken. He was with people that needed him. He was always ministering to and meeting people where they were and not where we expect them to be. In Luke... Um, I think it's chapter 5. It says, Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. Now, think about this. In that day and time, the Romans would inscript these uh, Jewish people to be tax collectors. And they would say, you know, go out and collect the taxes, but anything you collect above and beyond, you can keep. So you had these Jewish tax collectors who are really just crooks and criminals. You know, they used, uh, they, they, would, they would weigh things differently, they would pronounce things differently, but they would really just rob the Jewish people of their money. So the Jewish people looked down on tax collectors. I mean, they were not good people. But this guy, Levi, invites Jesus to come over with a crowd of tax collectors, a crowd of people that we would say are crooks, 
and Jesus dines with them and eats with them. That's what Jesus meant. That's, whenever I think of Jesus, that's what I think of. I think of Jesus meeting with those people who were probably not what we would think to be people that Jesus should be hanging out with. It goes on, it says, But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to the disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It's not the healthy who needs me, but it is the sick. I have, come to call, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now notice I said that sometimes Jesus hangs out with people that I not necessarily think that he may be shouldn't hanging out with. That's, the Pharisees said the same thing. The Pharisees said, you know, why is Jesus hanging out with these, this scum? He's Jesus. He's the Messiah. You know, we are the religious experts. We are the people that, that he should be hanging out with, but he's not hanging out with us. And that's what I really identify Jesus as being. He meets us at our most broken. And he eats with us. And he drinks with us. And he dines with us. And he just, he's there for us. And he loves us. That's why I think he would be with the Goonies. Because the Goonies were all separated from society. And you know, at that age, when they were, you know, like I said, I was 15 when I saw it. There's a lot of awkward things going on. There's a lot of things that, that you don't really know where you are in the world. You don't really know where you are in society. But Jesus is there for us during that time. You know, he, 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 he met a Samaritan woman and talked to her. He touched a leper, which probably was not a good thing back in that time. Um, he hung out with drunks, prostitutes. He just was there for the broken and not for the upper crust. You know, we need Jesus. That's, that's apparent. And, and you know what? We're all broken. You know, some of us thinks we're less broken than others. But, but in the end, we are all sinners. We're all sinners that need the grace of God. Um, I remember when I was in treatment, uh, we had to go to AA and NA meetings. Um, and some of the meetings were in nice places, churches, that kind of thing. But some of the best meetings were in very low socioeconomic areas. Um, one of the first meetings they took me to was in downtown Atlanta. There was literally prostitutes on the corner and crack dealers on the other corner. And here was me. Um, so I walk in and, and I, I'm talking to my therapist the next day and I was like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I really enjoyed that meeting, but I kind of, I was kind of scared. And she was like, why? It's like, man, you know, these people, they're drug addicts. And she was like, and you are? And I was like, yeah, but not that kind of drug addict, you know. But um, the fact is I was that kind of drug addict. And when I went back, I began to see the similarities that I was these people. And they were me. And we were there trying to save ourselves. Sometimes when I'm ushering, I sit back there and I watch everybody come in. And everybody is different looking. Everybody is dressed different. Everybody looks different. 
But the one thing I keep saying to myself is, we're all sinners. We're all broken in some way. And we're all here just to get a little bit of God. The one thing that we need is Jesus, but the one other thing I think we need is other people. In the Goonies, they go on this journey. They go on a journey not to um, become rich, not to, you know, move to Hollywood and, and live it up. They want to go on this journey to find jewels so they can just basically stay together, so they can stay in the goondocks. And in this scene, we're going to see Mikey kind of giving them a, they, they've, they've, they're on this dirt, they're on these tunnels, and they find the bottom of the town wishing well. And um, they find a way to get up to the top of the wishing well, and some of the goonies want to kind of stop the journey, but Mikey gives them a little talk, so. Now, I know most of you are amazed that that guy did not win an Academy Award. Um, um, and if you look at his acting credits, the only other thing that he really did is that he portrayed a fellow named Jesse in a music video in the 80s entitled Jesse's Girl. So he does have that going for him. But um, the Goonies were on this journey, and it was not a journey to become rich. It was a journey to stay together. They needed each other. In the movie, they all have different little talents and qualities that help them. You know, uh, Data has um, the little teeth that he clings to the wall with. Uh, one of the girls knows how to play the piano, and they come across a piano made of bones, and they have to play the right song to get through. Um, but they all have different things that, that help them on this journey. And I think to myself, you know, we're on a journey. We're on a journey to stay, you know, we're not on a journey for, for the big purpose. We're on a journey to really just stay connected to Christ. And we can't do it by ourselves. We weren't, we weren't supposed to do it by ourselves. We need the body of Christ. We need everybody. You know, I need the people in this room. You know, I, I, I googled um, Lowndes County Churches. And depending on what website you go to, there's between 85 and about 104 churches in Lowndes County. For some reason, we all picked at 9.30 in the morning to be here when we had a choice of 100 places to go. You know, we are, I believe that everybody has two families. I think they have one family that's blood, and then they have another family that is God picked, that, that you go out to eat with, that you, that you text at 11.30 at night when something comes up, that when they have kids, you become their uncle or their aunt. You know, that's, that's the family. And that's what I need because I've realized that I cannot do it by myself. I need the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians, it says... Um, that there should be no division in the body, that its parts should not have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. I have experienced that here. I've experienced that in so many ways in this church. And it's something that I could not have done on my own. I've experienced people that were at their lowest. 
I have seen the, the congregation of this church come together and meet that person where they are. I have seen people that have, you know, that are on the highest of highs. I have seen this congregation come together and meet them and, and celebrate with them. And that's what that, you know, at the end of the movie, the Goonies find the ship, save the town, all that kind of stuff. But the most interesting part of the Goonies is the journey. You know, and, and we are all destined for a high place. But to get there, we must go through the journey. Um, I said I saw this movie when I was 15. When I was 15, you know, I, I suffer from depression. I, I mean, I, I cannot remember a time where I didn't suffer from it. Um, you know, I remember when I was a kid going through it. And when I was 15, it was bad. It was very bad. Um, I, I, I didn't talk. Man, you know, it was surprising, but I didn't talk to anybody. Um, I didn't say a word, you know. Uh, my parents couldn't get me out of my room. Um, but I would come to church. And I would pray to God every time I went to flip the switch, make me better, make me whole. And it never happened. So when I was 18, I became acquainted with alcohol. And alcohol flipped that switch, I thought. And I was one of these people that... If one was good, two was better, three was really good, and whoa, watch out for number four. You call those people alcoholics, and that's what I was. Alcohol turned to drugs. I was a pharmacist. I had access. And then I got caught and sent to treatment. And in treatment, I finally really realized Jesus. I look back on all those times and I see Jesus. I see him where I may not have thought Jesus was there. I may not have thought he was doing what I wanted him to do, but he was there. He was with me at my most broken. He loved me when I literally hated myself. He dined with me. He ate with me. He, he shared moments with me. You know, we in the Methodist Church, I guess everybody calls it provenient grace. It's that grace that goes before us that, that brings us along until we can actually really accept him. And I see that in my life. I see Jesus meeting me at my most broken. After I got out of treatment and started mulling around, started going to Christian events and started hearing people talk about this strange new worship service called Solomon's Porch. And uh, I was, and they, ooh, they have a, they had a woman pastor, you know, it was like, but uh, so eventually I came, you know, I didn't come, um, to be honest with you, I didn't come for the music, although Justin does a great job, I didn't come for, I didn't come for Shannon, for the message, I came because people invited me to come, and when I got here, those people asked me to sit with them, and then when I got, when I sat with them, those people asked me to go out and eat with them. These people brought me into this church. And because of that, most of my friends, but, I mean, just about everybody I speak with and converse with on a daily basis, are members of this church. They guide me along. Whenever, I'm have, whenever somebody ticks me off and at 11.30 at night I send out a text saying, I'm fixing to do something really stupid. 
they're like, don't do it, you know, so, uh, and I need that, you know, so this church has really been, the people in this church are my goon squad, you know, they're my goonies, they're my fellow goonies, they're my fellow broken, they're my fellow sinners, they're my fellow outcasts from society, and I love everybody in here for that, because I need that. But so do other people. There are alcoholics out there. There are addicts out there. There are people with eating disorders. Um, there, are, there are kids that don't know where they fit in. You know, there are people that are struggling with finances. There are so many people out there that are broken that need to feel part of a goon squad. And that's what we're supposed to do. You know, in the movie, they say goonies never say die. Well, as Christians, we kind of never say die because we believe we go to heaven. But we're also on this journey. We're on a journey to stay together, to stay Christian, to stay in the grace of God. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this church, for the people in this church. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for being there in our lives when we were broken. When we didn't know that you were there, but you were there and you were guiding us and you were leading us and you were loving us and you were teaching us. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of grace. And that even though our lives may have really taken a turn down, there's always redemption and there's always a chance, a second chance at life. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your son. We thank you for the gift of the church. We thank you for the gift of everybody that's in this room right now that is sitting in a chair. Thank you, Father. Lord, I ask that you help us as we go out in the community, that we find those that are broken, that we meet them where they are and not where we think they should be. And help us, Lord, to do a little bit to make their lives better. All of this I ask in thy son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time. Stay classy, listening friends.